Are you ready to bridge the gap in our current healthcare system and really help people that struggle with flexibility, mobility, and weakness? Hi, I'm Kim Narker, and welcome to Rehab to Wellness Boss Podcast, a business owner successful startup podcast where I help you start, build, and grow your wellness business. Join me as I reveal real secrets to helping rehab professionals build a successful, proven wellness program that keeps their community away from reactive care. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Rehab to Wellness Boss podcast. And I've got a special guest today that I'd like to introduce you to, and her name is Allison McLean. You guys have probably already seen her all over social. She does a lot of posts on wellness and health and living a healthy life out there. I know I follow her. She's actually the founder of Ignite Your Wellness, and she specializes in helping entrepreneurs to grow their business while caring for their health and enjoy their life in the process. Now, she is going to give us some nuggets today about yoga, and I'm not even going to tell you everything that she's going to say, so we're just going to dive right in. So, Allison, welcome to the show. Thank you. It's an honor. Awesome. Awesome. So, can you share with everybody just a little bit about your background and how you got to where you are today? Sure. Well, (laughs) where to start? I have been a practicing yogi for about 20 years or so, and I stumbled into yoga when I was injured. I was a division one diver and it both healed me physically and emotionally and mentally. And it really opened my eyes because I did physical therapy as well. And it opened my eyes to the potential of the embodiment of holistic healing beyond just the physical. And so that seed was planted early on in my, when I was 20 years old. However, at the time I was a massage therapist and never thought I could hack it in grad school, let it alone apply and get into grad school. So I massaged for quite some time, which is another blessing because I was taught that I could succeed with a cash-based practice. I think that was a good nugget early on for you. Yes, it taught me. And, you know, so finally, long story short, I did apply and end up going to grad school for physical therapy and got my doctorate in physical therapy because as a massage therapist, I had a lot of repeating clientele that had migraines or low back pain. And I knew I only knew so little as a massage therapist. When I was in PT school, when I was learning all the information, I had an awakening at one point, like an epiphany. And I was like, oh my God, if I was able to make a living, not knowing any of this information and people were paying anywhere from like a hundred, cause I worked in a spa. So the prices weren't cheap anywhere from like 120 to $200 for an hour or 90 minutes. When I just had a BS and a certification as a massage therapist, then for sure I could succeed as a physical therapy without taking insurance because I very, very much dislike paperwork. So that was the start of my journey. And so when I graduated from physical therapy school, I did work in the traditional physical therapy setting for a couple of years, which was great practice. I learned a lot, got my hands on a lot of people, but my heart always called back to combining yoga and physical therapy and the wellness side. So when eventually I studied under a mentor for a number of years who was one of the first people here in San Diego to really combine 
physical therapy and yoga. And I took a lot of trainings. And when I found- Who was that mentor that you had? Oh, her name was Rachel Krenzman. And she moved to Israel when I was an employee, when I worked for her. And that was about the time right after I had my own baby that I broke off and went on my own. Actually, she let me go, which is a whole other story. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's, you know, one door closes and everything else opens up for you. Yeah, so. exactly. I was grateful for the whole experience. So I really learned so much from her, like technique wise, practitioner wise, and also just small business owner wise. And she did both insurance and cash based, but my heart really spoke to the wellness side. So once I opened my own business, I immediately just let go of the rehab side mentally and called it Ignite Wellness, which is eventually morphed into Ignite Your Wellness, because truthfully, that was the URL that was available. <laughs> You're speaking business here now, for sure. <laughs> and then, you know, it kind of sunk with me because I think as practitioners, we get into the gig because we want to help people, helping people get better, feel well, feel better. That's what really speaks to our souls. And so Ignite Your Wellness spoke to them. And so I was like, you know what? It works. So I stuck with it, but I never had rehab in my name at all. It was always just focusing on the wellness component. And I think it really came back to when I was a massage therapist, I never took insurance. I always focused on the wellness side and that's what worked for me back then. So I thought, oh, well, I'll make it work now. And I'm embodied with a whole bunch more tools and techniques. Yeah. So cool part is, so you go and you get your degree and Mm -hmm. you're not that PT that says, oh, I've got to put all these certifications past my name and and I'm not going to promote my PT part. You used your PT as a stepping ladder of knowledge to incorporate it on what you already knew and be able to develop a service that is not out there for a consumer looking for wellness, which is you, how many years ago did you start? PT or no, massage? The the wellness, your wellness business, oh, even the massage. Uh, well, the massage, I started massaging back in 2001. I was first certified. So, so all this is years. even before, I mean, we've had a, we've had a curve of wellness, but honestly, the past 10 years is when it's really been ramping up. Yeah, it was, um, I started my own business in 2016 and just went right into the wellness side. And I love to see its growth because here in San Diego, when I first started combining physical therapy and yoga, there was only a handful of us really in San Diego doing that. Truthfully, when I worked in the traditional physical therapy model, I was even hesitant to say that I was a yogi practitioner because it was still a little bit granola, still a little bit out there. Plus I'm hypermobile. And so some of my mentors were like, don't do yoga. You're going to hurt yourself more, which is true if you're not mindful about it. But yoga was so much more than a physical practice to me. And even as a hypermobile person, there's still ways you can practice when you're aware of it. And then yoga can actually, for me, I use it a lot for my nervous system, truthfully, to downregulate because I just tend to be more on the anxious side of things. Let's just So so you know what? You just opened up a Pandora's box for me. Okay. So guys, listen up, listen up, listen up. There are so many people out there right now who have some type of underlying autoimmune systemic problem and also have hypermobility. And if we are telling them, 
don't do yoga, don't do this, don't do this, don't do this, but don't show them and walk them through a program that they can do, you're missing out because you're right, Allison, you're, you're not using yoga to gain Stretch more or. stretching for hypermobility, except you probably did have some tightness that you wondered about. Exactly. Right. Because it was trying to stabilize. Right. Exactly. Because there was no underlying stability for you. However, you use it not only for that component, which you know you need to stabilize, but it wasn't about stretching more. further. No. no, it was more. So guys, this is a part. Oh, I'm so glad you brought this up. You just <laughs> kind of woke me up here. The nervous system. We do not talk about the nervous system enough 100%. in our physical practices and people come in with a heightened nervous system. And what I hear from my clients that have been to physical therapy and I'm not talking about all physical therapy, guys. I'm not putting it in a yeah. generic platform here, but I am saying that most physical therapists are not looking at the nervous system and how it's affected. And so they're not showing a consumer how to manage their nervous system and to calm their nervous system. So write this down, everybody. This is yeah. one nugget. You can help people that have hypermobility and there's a lot of them out there just by learning more about the nervous system and how you can help them manage nervous system reactions. Regulations. Yeah. You need to and regulate. It's so much, it, it's, it can be so much more. Truthfully, that's what my practice eventually evolved to, where people would come in. So I combined physical therapy, yoga, massage. And again, massage is all nervous system regulation. I did a lot of myofascial work. It wasn't like deep, forceful massage. It was all nervous system. And I learned it from my own experience going through many traumas in my youth and how it would show up as an adult, what my brain, what my nervous system perceived as quote unquote safety. So the way I really stood out in a saturated, quote unquote, saturated market here in San Diego, especially in North County Encinitas, where wellness and health coaches and yoga teachers are plenty, was because I was able to bridge the gap between Western medicine knowledge and this holistic healing of where people had been to so many physical therapists, chiros, acupuncturists. I was like the ninth, 10th, sometimes 20th practitioner that they had seen, but they would walk into my office and right off the bat, Kim, you can see this. It's not a traditional office. Like right now I'm currently in a cedarwood she shed with a yoga wall. But even when I had my commercial space, I still had my yoga wall behind me and people would walk in and they'd be like, oh my God, are you going to tie me up and hang me upside down? I was like, well, yeah, kind of, yes. <laughs> but it was all about like nervous system where they would come in and I would meet them where they're at, where we might start with some physical strengthening. We might start with some mobility, but then even for people that were like, super, super tight, ambitious, like people are more, especially coming out of the pandemic right now, people are triggered, people are anxious, people are stressed out. And it's manifesting in all kinds of like, acute and chronic physical issues and disease, truthfully, mm -hmm. when you come down to the root, a lot of the root sources of these issues, no matter how they're presenting, has to do with the brain and the central nervous system. Yeah. So do you also include in your practice just some manual work on cervical, thoracic as well? 
Yeah, which I yeah, think of course. you have to do that stuff because mm-hmm. you have to take the pressure off of that area. And mm-hmm. I know people kind of get a little nervous when they're like, oh, you know, I don't like chiropractic care because they see a person for so, so long. Mm-hmm. Guys, look at what a chiropractor does and see what they're truly doing. They're getting customers in with back pain, but their true treatment is on the nervous system. They want to make sure that they're calming the nervous system and that they're keeping the nervous system healthy. That's their ultimate route. And you can collaborate with them by offering support in so many ways. And and it can't just be manual and exercise, but yeah. And sometimes I just do, depending on it. So I really specialize in the spine and the autonomic nervous system, right? And someone might come to me with, for example, a full-blown flare-up of sciatica or a disc issue where they can't move, right? So we can't even do the physical work. And maybe I do a little manual work. My heart always goes back to manual because that's how it started. But truthfully, what I do a lot of is yoga-based tools. So we might do breath work. We might do meditations and visualizations. We might do visualizations because some people, for example, have no connection to their body. They don't realize what they're feeling. For example, they might feel that they're, think they're stretching their hamstring, for example, but what they're really just yanking on is their nerve all the time. And that's why they're continuously flared up. So it's slowing down a lot. And I think for me, no matter you know, what type of practitioner you are, if you're a Cairo, if you're a PTA, if you're a physical therapist, if you're, it doesn't matter. But when it comes down to it, if we can just bring these tools where we're not just teaching them a lunge, right? So lunge can, there's so much overlap. Chiropractors teach lunge, PTs, PTAs, massage therapy. We all teach lunges. Yoga, it's Anjaneyasana, this one stretch. But it can be so much more if we embody it into their lifestyle. So we're looking and listening to someone's like subjective story when they come in, their complaints, their desires, how they want to live their life. And people are truthfully just busy. So we're not adding like another, okay, go home and do these ridiculous stretches, right? Because in their mind, it's ridiculous. They don't understand. It's just another thing to do. And instead we embody it where it becomes more part of their lifestyle, where it becomes something that their nervous system craves. And they know that because when they stop, they miss it and they feel worse, or it just becomes something that becomes innate into their day-to-day living. And that really truthfully is the definition of wellness for myself, how I live it and practice it myself. And then how I begin to teach others because, you know, patients and clients, they look at us and they want to see how we're living, right? Show me the way. And so that is another tool that I really highly suggest for the practitioner is to live what you teach. So then you can say, yeah, for me personally, I truthfully had sciatica. I had full-blown herniation and I practice what I preach. I do my own meditation. I do my own nervous system regulation because otherwise I'm a stressed out, anxious person. And truthfully, I might not be so nice to my kid and my husband. So yes, I want to live this and practice it because I feel better both physically and mentally and emotionally when I do. And it's possible for you too. It doesn't have to take a lot of time. So we can and you know, you, get, you probably life. give them, I want to take away a little nugget there that you just said, because guys, this is a good nugget that she talks about is 
listen to your consumer's story. Listen to where they're struggling. Empathize with them and try to understand where they're at. Don't force them to be where you need them to be. And don't force a program on them that is your program because if this is a cash-based service, they're not going to pay for it. But if you sit down with them, understand what they're looking for and build your program around what they're looking for. And if they come into you and they say, it's my nervous system and you go, oh, you're not in my target, then give them to somebody that is their target. Connect them, guys. Don't just put them back out there in our healthcare system. Yeah, 100%. You have to meet them where they're at, especially with cash-based or else they're not going to commit to a package. They're going to be that one-off person. And that's not good for them, obviously, because they're not getting the results that they desire. And it's not good for you because as a business owner, because obviously you would love to have someone to pay the revenue of that package-based service, but it's more than that because you're missing out on the opportunity of having a raving loyal fan yes. that's going to go out and talk to you and spread or you know, spread talk the to word. their people mm-hmm. and spread the word. And so for me, it comes back to exactly what you said, Kim, is just really slowing down first evaluation. I might spend the majority of that first hour just really listening to them. And I might only give just one exercise, especially because I know if they're going to sign on to a three or six month package, because that's only what I offer, then I have a lot of time to get into the other stuff, but I can more accurately base their whole sequencing of their program initially from the start to help them to get faster results. Because a lot of people know deep down what they want or what they believe. And not all of it's correct, right? Right. That's why they're coming to see you. And that's where you educate. Yes, 100%. So I've got a big question for you, just for people to better understand wellness and how you incorporate that because you're a PT, you're a massage therapist, and you're including the wellness side in for people. So tell me, how many patients do you typically see a week? It really depends. Anywhere from like 12 is a slow week, 12 to 20. Okay. Truthfully, I'm not a high volume therapist. And and that's, this is what I want people to hear. Okay. This is Mm -hmm. a good thing. Um, And I was telling somebody I was coaching yesterday this. So I want to just weed through this, bear with me. So, okay. You're seeing 15 people, but how much are you, how much are you asking these people to pay a package or do they pay per visit for you? Package. No, I don't do one-offs. Okay. So, and I make over six figures. No, no. So what is a package cost for Uh somebody? So, you're, you've got a customer and they come through your door uh-huh. and they yeah. already know a little bit about you because they probably have been to other places and failed. So now you're going to meet them where they are. Mm-hmm. You're going to understand what their needs are and you're going to build a program for them. But regardless, you're still going to sell them a three month minimum program yeah. because you know that's totally. how long it's going to take them. So how much do you charge them for that program? Yeah. You know, right now I have people that are paying anywhere because I have two different programs. I just started releasing a six month package. So they either play right off the bat, 3000 to 6000 Let's stop program. right there. So see guys, I mean, so you've got your DPT background. Mm-hmm. You've got your massage therapy background. You're incorporating wellness, yeah. autonomic nervous system, education, all of this stuff in for a person. And a person is going to pay three to six thousand yeah. dollars. Oh, yeah. To and see you. And you probably think this is a bargain, don't you, Allison? Oh, yeah. It's a steal for the amount it's of a, yes. stuff that they learn. You have to think generational. 
Yeah. Too. Yeah. Exactly. So, but you can't give a physical therapy product and charge three to six thousand for it. No. This your program you have developed and you have tested it with clients, you know, oh, yeah. basically, you know, when a client comes into your clinic, what you're going to provide, what you're going to, oh, yeah. I'm going to call it sell to them. Okay. Yeah. You know what you're sure, going to sell is. to it them. Sells. Yeah. And, but either I learned this from one of my coaches is either I'm selling to them the value that I can give them the results I can get into their life, which is based upon their goals, truthfully. So either right. I sell that to them And I don't mind using the word selling because I know I can get them the results. I know I'm going to make a huge impact in their life. I'm going to change their life for the rest of their life, right? For a three-month commitment. For a three-month commitment. Yeah. Or they're going to sell me on their time obstacle, their money. Some people have a cash flow obstacle, right? In which case, I'll make payment plans. We'll work something out, right? But a lot of the times, it's not a cash flow because... They can get their iPhone for $1,000. They'll prioritize their vacations, right? So it's what they're really hesitant on is either they don't trust me quite yet, or they don't trust themselves that they can get the results because they're going to be committed. Yeah. Or yeah, all these things. It's right. So then it's like, they say, oh, it's just too expensive because they don't either trust themselves or us yet, or they just don't understand the value. We need more education, right? There's a whole bunch of reasons why you can go into all these sales tactics, but essentially it's you, you're going to either sell them or they're going to sell you on their reasons why they can't do it. Someone's doing the selling. (laughs) I tell you what, I love how you just said that, Allison. I have never heard someone say that either I'm going to sell them or they're going to sell me. And guys, put that in your head, put the either or in your head, because it is a transition. I mean, you came the short amount of time that you were in physical therapy, working in the physical therapy field. I'm sure that first year of transition was you figuring out what you could provide for a customer and you really learning about a customer. So guys, listen up and you do need to know that stuff. You have to spend the time with a customer and you have to see what value you give to a customer before you just throw out these big prices. You didn't just go, I'm going to open my door and I'm going to charge someone 3000 right, You have to believe, like I started a lot lower and I, yes. as my confidence grew, my prices grew right. and it wasn't always easy. Like, it's not like I felt confident and be like, okay, now I'm going to charge $200. No, I had to work with myself every step of the game because there's always growth edges. And even for, I know you have a lot of PTAs that follow you and that might be thinking, well, actually CODAs too, and speech pathologist, anyone, it doesn't matter because you might be thinking, well, you know, these PTs, they, they have their doctorate. So I can't do that sort of thing. And that is a lie because there are, I'll tell you the wellness and the coaching field is just yoga. It's exploding, exploding. And there are so many amazing practitioners. And I'm going to say this in air quotes, like that have just certifications that are killing it, making multiple six figures, Mm -hmm. helping so many people. And it stems to their ability to believe in themselves and believe in their ability to get people the results. And they do get the people, the results. So as long as you know, your trade, you know, your practice, you can honor the promise that you're selling 
then you can make it no matter what you're going to do. And here's what I always refer back to. I've got a lady here locally that is a Thai massage therapist, and Mm -hmm. she is fabulous at what she does with Thai massage therapy. And so the first thing I heard was, you know, PTs complaining that, oh, PTAs can't do joint mows, blah, 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 blah. But you're going to go to a Thai massage therapist and guys, guess what a Thai massage therapist does? Joint mobs. And they charge charge $150 a visit and make them buy 12 visits at a time. So you'd rather have your person go to a Thai massage therapist and not go to a PTA who actually knows more about the musculoskeletal system and can provide more than just Thai massage therapy. And it's not better or I, you know, it's like, I think sometimes, especially when we get into the marketing side of things, sometimes we just need to put our blinders on and like, it's abundant out there guys. Like there are so many people in the world right now that need help. Right. And I mean, you and I, we both help like wellness. We're in the wellness side. We help wellness practitioners. Yet there's so, we speak to our audiences a little bit different. And there's, yep. there's just abundance of people. People can even work with both of us and they'll get benefit in different ways. Right. We so are one you, spoke in the wheel. Yeah. You know, we, yes. and, and that is the only spoke to say that we do everything for a customer is a failure to that customer. Right. A hundred percent. So like, cause I teach a lot of yoga teacher training. So I always teach like my wellness practitioners, my yoga teachers, like work within a team, because even as a physical therapist, like I'm going to refer out to a nutritionist at times, like I'm going to refer out to specialists in their field because I can't be a specialist in everything. So when we work in a team, we support each other. And then we're supporting that person that to get the results, the goal that they hired you for in the first place. And everyone's risen up really. Yep. Yep. So how do you market your practice? Truthfully, the physical therapy, like wellness side of things, I say this with huge caution because I help a lot of wellness practitioners now. I don't market because I get so many referrals and word of mouth. However, what I do market a lot of is because I'm growing the coaching side of my practice. So I'm marketing more towards the wellness practitioner helping them grow their wellness business. So all my marketing goes to that side of the business and the, the, where I'm actually working with ambitious adults that want to stay active as they age, heal and prevent pain, that sort of thing, that is fueling itself currently. So I, 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 guys, that is the biggest nugget you can take from today's podcast is the fact that she doesn't market her physical therapy yoga practice because people just refer to her. So she, when she gets a client, she listens to them. She provides the value that they're looking for. That is a high price ticket item. They pay for it. They're happy to pay for it. And they're happy with their results. And then after they get those results and pay the high ticket, they also go out and spread the word in her community so that other people come to her because they see the value that she brings. So if you do that, you don't have to spend money on marketing. Well, here's the thing. I want to caution though, because if I were doing my wellness PT side, yoga side practice full time, I would market. And not that I have to pay for ads at all, because I don't pay for ads for my coaching side of my business. It's all organic marketing. 
but I would market it because I wouldn't want to put the pressure a hundred percent on people to go and give me referrals. That's a lot of pressure for my patients. And my but for, if you're a new practice owner, building relationship yes. and teaching Networking. is your first one. Yeah. It, and then your clients will help be your They'll help. They're exactly. one spoke in the wheel. 100%. And then, and then you learn your technique, you learn what the value is. And then when you've refined that, then you spend money because you know your technique. Yes. You know your messaging too. That's an important thing. I think think a lot of practitioners, we're not taught this in school. So it's an easy thing to say, well, I'll just hire a marketing assistant and pass it off quickly or do ads. But truthfully, if you don't know your audience and you don't know your message, if you pass that work off too quickly, it's just throwing money down the toilet. Thank you. So definitely don't go out and do a Facebook ad. If when you get a client in, you can't keep them more than three visits. Yeah. Yeah. You got to look at those numbers. Exactly. So your first year in business, you're really learning. So don't consider yourself a failure if you're not where Allison is or where I am. I mean, you've been in for doing your practice for how long? Since 2016. Yeah. You know, it doesn't, it's not a huge amount of time, but yeah, you've got to be patient those first few years. Yeah. You you're learning those first few years, 2013. I was not the person that I am now and my confidence wasn't there. I didn't know my consumer. I knew there was a need and I knew that I could help people and that's a good starting point, but I didn't know the intricacies of what a consumer needed and how I could really impact their life. And if you look at those things, you really will have a long-term customer. And yeah. then you'll learn more about what your system is, your your wellness system. And then you will start building that. Then you advertise and bring people in. Yeah. I think you just highlighted on a huge point because wellness can mean so many things and it is a way to stand out in your market, in your neighborhood, online, wherever you are. If you really learn your unique wellness process. And then that's what you repeat over and over and over again. And you put blinders on to what anyone else's wellness process, you focus on your business, your wellness process of what you teach others. Yeah, that is huge. I think that's a huge takeaway for new business owners and even those that are trying to start their wellness practices, because we talked about this a little bit before you came on the air today private practices are struggling right now. PTs have opened private practices are not making any profit and they're spending a lot of time performing physical therapy. So what Allison is saying, what I'm saying is that adding some sort of wellness service, just add one thing, just add one little thing to get you started so that you can get some wellness revenue, but you certainly can't price it high in the beginning. You've got to, it's, it's a learning process. Sure. Yeah. And again, it just, for me, it just made so much sense. And I think you were hinting on this before we got on the air too. It wasn't just someone was going to come to me for physical therapy and then they were going to get this value add or upsell of wellness after the physical therapy. It was all encompassing right Right. from the beginning. Right. It was the seed was planted even before they walked in the door. 
Yep. Yep. And so I have to ask you, gosh, our conversation could go a million know, different I ways. Uh, I could awesome. talk to you all day. This is amazing. Um, You're awesome. So I want to clear something up for people. I just heard this yesterday. And I don't know if you, with what you're doing on the coaching side, if you've heard this too, but guys, listen up. So one of the PTAs I spoke with yesterday, and I was telling her about my stretch mobility coach program and how she could be certified and all of that stuff. The I had no idea, but to become a Pilates instructor, do you know how much it is now, Allison? I don't know. 7K. Nice. (laughs) 7K. So guys, let's just put this in your mind a little bit. Okay. You go to school to be a PTA or a CODA or OT or a PT, and you spend all of that time. And we have awesome knowledge that we learned that this is not taught as a foundational component of Pilates. And then you get out of school and you pay $7,000 more to be a Pilates instructor. And you can't, I mean, you get to use some of your clinical skills, but as a Pilates instructor, you can't do any manual work. Right. All you can do. I have the same thing with yoga, yoga teachers. Yeah. Yeah. So how much would it cost a person to go through and get enough hours to be proficient in putting yoga into their practice if they were looking into this? Yeah, that's a great question. So a yoga teacher 200 is 2,500 and usually it's only three months. And I've had so many PTs that tell me, well, I just don't want to learn from a yoga teacher. Like what can I teach me if I go to the certification? And it blows my mind. I'm like, I've done so many yoga teacher trainings from quote unquote, just yoga teachers. And I've learned so much. So, so how much would it. you say you've spent to be where you are, even oh, with your DBT and your massage? Yoga teaching trainings? Mm-hmm. I, don't, <laughs> I hope my husband never listens to so, this yeah, Don't let him listen to this podcast. <laughs> oh, gosh. Like probably close to 20, 30, 40, 50,000. I don't know, because I've been a yoga teacher now for over a decade. And I've so, spent thousands a year. So I, I just want to touch on that because... If you're a new owner out there and you want to start a wellness business and you think that $7,000 or $10,000 to start a business is too much, you shouldn't be starting a business because the mentoring component of it, I too, I've spent hundreds of thousands of dollars on mentors and trainings and and not, and they were not all PT trainings. My stuff was not all PT training. So not to mention the coaching side, like, you know, it's, yeah. but it comes back. Like every time I invest, every single time I invest either, because I, I invest in two ways. I invest in practitioner skills consistently and business skills consistently. And it There's doesn't two nuggets matter. Right there. I two alternate, nuggets. you know, mm-hmm. and doesn't matter either side of the coin, both of those a hundred percent, a hundred fifty percent. I always get my return yep. every single time. Yep. And not only that, that's why you can charge $3,000 because you're not delivering a physical therapy service to a client who is expecting something else. Yeah, exactly. I have so many tools to pull from. That's how I can meet a client where they're at, where they're like, oh, if that really like, for example, plank pose, like, or, or yoga, right? Some people walk in my door and they're like, Ooh, yoga, (laughs) I I, I get the jibbies, you know, I can't do it. I'm like, okay, not not to worry. I'm going to put on my traditional PT hat or my massage hat. We'll let yoga go. And, or I'll get some like ambitious type A people that come into my office and I'm like, okay, you know, 
I can see what they really need is like a restorative type pose or some breath work that calms their nervous system. But I could tell if I were to give that right off the bat, they'd be marching right out the door. So and I'm like, more okay, anxious. Yeah, not now. You know, I got to ease into this. And so we're going to use the other skills first. So I'm able to like go with their flow while educating and still continuing to push towards what they need, not necessarily always what they want, but we're meeting in the middle. We're doing a little bit of a dance. (laughs) Yep. Yep. So if I can recap on some things that are really important, because I think we hit on a lot of nuggets here and and we didn't even ask the questions we were going to ask in the beginning of this podcast. (laughs) So hopefully you'll come back on and we'll address some more things. (laughs) Um, So have a skill and learn a skill that's different from what you already know, because what you already know does not incorporate on the wellness side. Mm-hmm. Okay. 100%. Wellness side is not stretching hamstrings and not mm-hmm. doing a quad stretch. Okay. 100%. So much more than that. Understand wellness, understand the body, the nervous system. I think the energy system is far underrated yes. too. And we're all just starting to tap into that. Yes. If you get into pain science and you want to teach wellness, I think you have to dig a little deeper because it's I think a that bit different. There's it, some overlap, but there's different. Too. Well, I think it's about how you teach it to a consumer to make mm-hmm. them not feel as if they're a failure. Yeah. And that they're imagining things yeah, because right. that's the what it goes to. Make sure you invest in what you're going to provide a customer as far as really thinking through the service you're going to provide before you just say you're going to provide a wellness service. Yeah. So Before become you tack on PT and wellness, right? <laughs> it, because it's not. Just like you, Allison, I did the same thing. My whole thing was when they came into my door, my PT part was my program. It was. What I did when I went to stretch mobility coaches, I said, okay, PTs, you're going to just do PT. Do it the way you want to, how you do it. A customer calls for PT, they will get PT, blah, 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 blah. I'm going to do stretch mobility coaching. I'm going to do the program that I incorporated when I opened my business. And that's why mine was successful. So learn a skill that's different than you already know. So focus on those things. Make sure you don't downgrade the fact that you're going to learn from other providers, whether it's a yoga instructor, a Pilates instructor, it doesn't matter just because Mm -hmm. you're a DPT, OTPT, PTA, OTA, you are not above their level because you do not know what they're teaching. Yes. You can take your clinical skill and apply it to what they're teaching and deliver a better product that's more comprehensive. And then make sure you're investing not only on your business side, but also on your clinical stuff and understand your customer. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah. Wow. I hope you guys enjoyed that. Tell us, uh, we kind of got astray there because there was so much information and, and I'm going to have to call you back so that we can Please talk do. more about it everything. so much fun. So <laughs> tell me, how can listeners get in touch with you? Sure. It's igniteyourwellness with a ur.com. So igniteyourwellness.com. I have a free resource there. If you are stressed out as a practitioner yourself, you can go get that and tons of free resources. I think we're going to have to get back on and talk about stress. Yes, let's do it. I, this is that, uh, can't say. It's a big target, big topic. (laughs) (laughs) Great. So everybody reach out to Allison and, you know, just 
schedule a call with her, see how she can help you better understand how you can incorporate wellness practices into your business and follow her. What about social links? I'm sure you've got Instagram. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Instagram is ignite your wellness biz again with the UR and Facebook. I'm on just Allison McLean. So any of the places you can find me ignite your wellness. Perfect. I hope you guys really follow her. I thank you for joining me today, Allison. I appreciate you. We'll have you you. back again, but we'll narrow down our topics a little bit more. I love this. Sure. (laughs) Anytime. (laughs) Awesome. All right, guys. Thanks so much for coming on the show and listening. And make sure you rate and review us on the show and give us information on what type of topics you'd like to learn on. Thanks again. And we will see you on the wellness side. joining us today on the Rehab to Wellness Boss podcast, where you, a rehab professional, can start, build, and grow your very own successful wellness cash practice. If you're ready to level up and become a stretch mobility coach, then head on over to our website, www.thestretchmobilitycoach.com. This website will take you through the next steps needed to practice as a stretch mobility coach. Come on over. 